0: Welcome to the Soda Baptist Church podcast. This message is part of the teaching ministry of Soda Baptist Church in Livingston, Texas. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged to grow closer in your walk with Christ through this message. We invite you to check out our website at www.sodabaptist.org for more information about our church. We're going to be looking at what the Bible says. Our duty, as a child of God, is concerning service in in uh, the church, service in His ministry, and where that falls. Uh, If you'll notice, if you'll notice on the back second page or the back side of that, at the bottom it says first and last name and your phone number, and it's going to give you an opportunity to check and sign up where you would like to serve. Now, what you're going to find, if you, were to, if you were to go down this list and begin to look at some of the areas that Soda Baptist Church operates in and the ministries that we operate in, I was doing this in my office, and what I noticed, the same names kept coming up over and over and over and over. We've got folks in our church that serve in lots of different ministry areas. And what we're going to be looking at in the Scriptures this morning is we're going to realize, and this is really the point that I want to make this morning, we're going to realize that God has called every single one of His believers to an area of ministry. To an area of ministry. What our goal is over the next couple of weeks as we look into this area of ministry and what God has called us. We're going to be addressing the, uh, what God has in the Scripture calls gifts and how He has gifted us, each and every one of His believers, into an area of ministry. So I want, I, I want you to know um, when we turn these back in to the office What we should be able to do is gather up all of those that are working and willing to serve in the teaching ministry or in the missions outreach ministry or the benevolence ministry. You can see the different categories. What we'll be able to do is get these people in a group and then we can, in unison, head in the same direction. Now, I know this is kind of bold to say this, but to be truthful... Everyone that is a believer in this room should be, that's a member of Soda Baptist Church, should be turning one of these forms in according to the Word of God. Okay? Now, I know a lot of churches don't operate that way. The Bible tells us, and what we're going to begin to look at, is churches, even in the day of Paul's day, were having a problem in that Although the Scripture says that God has gifted us all, not all serve. So what we're, going to just, we're just going to look at the Scripture and see what the Bible says concerning these areas. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to break down some of the areas that we have listed here. For example, we may discuss one week, why do we have a missions outreach program? You know what, if the Scripture doesn't tell us that we need a missions outreach program, we shouldn't have a missions outreach program. But the reason that we have a missions outreach program is because the Scripture tells us that we should. Uh, We have what on the back? We have a care team. In other words, there are ministries in our church where we care for the other people in our church. And you'll see that there's different areas in, in that area where we care for one another. Listen, if the Scripture doesn't tell for us to care for each other, I'm not for it. But the reason we have that ministry here on this paper is because the Scripture tells us that we are to care for one another and we are to minister to one another. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be using this paper kind of as an outline to go in the direction that we see that God is going to lead us in. I want us to begin this morning. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 1. Now, this is a letter that Paul has written to the church in Corinth. We're we're going uh, over this book uh, on Wednesday nights, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And as a matter of fact, this coming Wednesday night, we're going to begin in chapter number 7. I just want to look at the first phrase of chapter number 7, and help us understand why Paul has written this letter to the Corinthians. And uh, we're going to see this at the beginning of this letter here, or this chapter here. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and we're going to just look at the first part of that verse. Now when we get back in chapter 1, we're going to see that Paul addresses the Corinthians. He said, listen, he says, I've been talking to the family of, it's C-H-O-L-E, Chloe, Chloe. And they have reported to me that there's divisions in this church. And he said, I have a tendency to believe that. And he goes on to explain it and he addresses some of the division in the church. But then notice what he says here in chapter 7. And he says, now concerning the things whereof you have wrote unto me. In other words, not only did Paul address the Corinthian church because... There was problems being addressed from a family that had reported to him, but it appears that, according to chapter 7, that they also have written a letter to Paul and said, Paul, there's some things that we have questions about. Could you answer these questions? That brings us to chapter 12, where this is another one of the questions that they had, and this is concerning Spiritual gifts. Look at chapter 12 with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says there, "...now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant." In other words, the reason that Paul is addressing spiritual gifts is because he has received a letter from them, and this letter said, "...hey, what about marriage? What about uh, meats has been offered to idols? Different subjects that they had in the church." Then one of their questions was, Well, Paul, what about spiritual gifts? And I want you to know that there was the reason that Paul is having to address this question is there was a problem in the church in the way the spiritual gifts were being used, and the fact that some of the gifts that were to be used were not being used. So that's why we want to look at the subject this morning of spiritual gifts. I believe that God has allowed the book of 1 Corinthians to be in here for us to know how our church is supposed to operate as a whole. And that's why we're going to look at this this morning. Now, I think these references are up here. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. This is one thing that I want us to understand as a whole this morning. As a matter of fact, I, I got to thinking, I said, well, maybe, maybe I will just focus on this one point this morning, I'm not sure I will, but but one of the points I want us to understand is that as a body, we are at Soda Baptist Church, one body, and we are to operate as one body. So I want to look at some scriptures this morning to kind of lay that foundation, so over the next couple of weeks, as we talk about the body of believers here at this local New Testament church soda, that we can see that how we are to operate as one body. In 1 Corinthians 12, if you're, you're already there, look at verse number 7. It says there, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? Every man. To profit with all. Over with. In verse number 11, it says this, but as these worketh that one and the self same Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, dividing to who? Every man, severally as his will. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, if you want to flip back a page, just one page back in my Bible. I used this scripture last Sunday night when we were partaking of the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 17, it says this, for we being made are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. And, you know, I, I loved this. Uh, I got this idea from someone else, but when but it's talking about that one bread, this is what you make out of a loaf of bread. They take wheat, grains of wheat, and they take this. I had a bowl of seed this last Sunday night, but that seed, they, don't, they take that seed and what they do is they grind that grain together. And that grain represents individuals such as you and I. And they grind that together and then they add the ingredients. But what do they do? They make one loaf of bread out of that grain that has been ground together. And I want you to know when we start looking in 1 Corinthians, it's going to be describing you and I as one body, but it's going to let us know that we're all one body, but we're all different individuals. But as we work together for one cause, listen, somebody needs to type up the bulletin. And somebody needs to lead the music. And somebody needs to mow the yard. And somebody needs to unplug the toilets. And, and somebody needs to straighten up some paint that has been scratched, and some people need to clean the carpet. Listen, all of us have different abilities. All of us have different gifts that God has given us. But I want you to know, we have all been ground together, and we operate out of one body and not as a bunch of individuals accomplishing. It is all for one purpose. And that's the whole idea behind what we're talking about this morning is that we are all different, but yet just like the Scripture says here, we are one bread. We are all one loaf and we operate as one. And listen, I like this idea. Some people don't like this idea. But as a member of Soda Baptist Church, however you react or respond in the world today, do you realize or do we realize that we all reflect on one another? Every one of us reflect on one another. Why is that? Because we're going to read here in a few minutes, we're one body. So when, when my ear gets infected and it's, it's real red and it's, it's shining like Rudolph's red nose when I walk out in public, it seems like everybody said, Man, Wayne, what's wrong with your ear? I don't know, a wall stung it or something, and it's real. Everybody sees that ear, okay? They don't ask me about my hand that's looking normal, or they don't ask me about my arms that look normal, or my legs. What what what's the first thing that stands out? Something that doesn't look right. You see what I'm saying? So when we operate as one body, we all represent each other. So when we look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, this is another, one more place where it talks about us being one. I want to look at it just for a second. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 7. Again, it mentions there, it says, But unto every one of us, he's talking to the church at Ephesus, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So when we read this scripture and we see all the way through down here, how many, again, I just want to lay this foundation, how many of us in here have been given a gift to operate in the body according to the scripture? Every one of us. Every one of us. And again, and and I say that this morning, and hey, listen, I'm not trying to shame any of us. I'm just trying to teach what the Word of God says. I I want you to know if, if you go out there and get in your car today and three of your wheels are there and one of them has fallen off, I'll bet you don't go very far until you decide to fix that one on there. I just want our church to operate the same way. I want our church to operate in the greatest, fullest manner that God has called us to operate it in. That's, that's my desire. So what we're going to do is, let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to move through this uh, just a little bit and, and look at what it tells us there. First Corinthians chapter 12. Let's look at a couple of scriptures there. Again, it starts off in verse number 1, and it says concerning the spiritual gifts. Now skip down to verse number 4 and look what it says there. It says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now when it's talking about diversities of gifts, this is what it's saying. It's saying, listen, there are different areas of gifting in every single one in this room. We're not all given the same gift. We're going to look at the Scriptures. Some of us have been given a single gift. Some have been given multiple gifts. Okay, I'll use Brother Robert as an example. I want you to know, Brother Robert does a ministry at uh, the breakfast. We had breakfast yesterday morning, which is a great ministry of Soda Baptist Church. Uh, Brother Robert leads music. Brother Robert teaches a Sunday school class. Brother Robert, I'm not just—I'm not patting you on the back. You just happen to be sitting here. Brother Robert operates at Soda Pops. He goes out and he works and he mows yards and. And weed eats. Brother Robert visits the hospitals. He goes with me multiple times and visits the hospitals. Brother Robert helps Brother Jackie uh, get to church and and goes and picks up people for. Brother Robert's been gifted in many different areas. He, man, he feels a great need at Soda Baptist Church. But again, there are diversities of gifts. Some of us have been given many, some of us have only been given one, and what God wants us to do is to operate in that gift, whatever that single or diversity of gift is. But it also says to the same Spirit, which means we're to operate for the common purpose of Jesus Christ. Look what it goes on to say in verse number 5. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now, what it says, the diversities of operation, huh, listen, I want you to know I mow a yard one way and Brother Carol mows a yard another way. I like to go to the end and I like to work it from the middle and I like to go out. Brother Carol likes to work it from the outside and work it in. What he's saying is, listen, we have been given different, uh, different jobs or different abilities, but we don't all do it the same way. I want you to know, I, I can even go right here in Livingston. I know preachers in Livingston, the only way they preach is, it's, this is a word uh, that come out of the seminary, ex, exponi, say, expositionally. Okay? You go to Central Baptist Church, I can tell you right now, Mike, Mike Meadows is preaching out of the book of Luke. Mike Meadows has been preaching out of the book of Luke for a lot of years, I mean, a, a lot of months because he started at the front of, of Luke, and he has taken it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and he preaches exponentially. I'm not saying it right, but it's something like that. I want you to know, you, you, I do that on Sunday mornings in Sunday school most of the time. I do that on Wednesday nights. But on Sunday mornings, I want you to know this is how I do it. I kind of look at our church as a whole. I do. I look at you as a flock. I look at you as a sheep herd and I look and I see what your nourishment needs are, and I try to address that subject. I know that in the coming days, in September, our regular church year starts. We're going to be looking for assigning new Sunday school teachers. I know as we look in the ministry needs that we have at this church, there's a lot of areas that are vacant right now. I believe that everything that God wants Soda Baptist Church to do He has provided right here in this body. Do we believe that? I believe He has. And what He tells us is He has gifted every single one of us. Continue to look in verse number 8. For to one is given by the Spirit of the Word of wisdom, to another the Word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing, by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, it gives us a whole list here of different areas that God says, Look, I have given different people different areas of gifts. Now, I know that the 4th of July weekend is a big weekend. I know a lot of people are... Uh, are out of town. I know my wife is, she's up in Austin right now with grandkids. They're having a big weekend up there going to church together. But I, I know a lot of people are missing, and this is a very controversial subject. But if you want to discuss or know about what the Bible says about the gift of tongues, you come back tonight. I'm going to address, I really, I tell you what, I said in my office this week and I was studying. And for some reason, I sat there and I wrote a whole sermon on the gift of tongues. And what the Scripture says about this gift, okay? Now, I'm not going to address it this morning. Let me ask the question, did God give the gift of tongues? He sure did. But what we're going to look into tonight is what else it says in the Bible about that gift. And the reason that gift was given. So we're going to look at that. And I, I can tell you right now, not all churches agree on the subject of that gift. But we're going to address it because this is the area that this church needs to look at in the areas of serving Christ through this church. I was, I was thinking about... Someone asked me one time, said, Well, why does the, why does the church vote on membership. Tonight, at our business meeting, we've got two people that have come to this church and they want to to be a part of this body of believers. And one of the questions one of the ladies asked me, she said, well, I don't understand why the church votes on membership. Well, let, let me tell you. It, when you go back and look in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, there's a problem in the church with one individual, and this is what Paul says. Paul says, put them out... Well, we can stop right there. You can't put someone out of something if they're not in something. Now, does that make sense? He says, put them out of the church until they start, you know, representing the church in a way that is godly. He says, put them out. Well, a lot of churches don't have membership. They don't have membership. I believe the Bible teaches an area of membership. I believe the Bible teaches that we are to hold each other accountable. That's what it tells us to do. So when we come together, I want you to know if you're not a member of Soda Baptist Church, we don't expect you to do any type of ministry in Soda Baptist Church because you've not chosen to be a part of Soda Baptist Church. But I think that's scriptural. So when we look at this, and it is telling us right here that we have these different gifts, He has done that for the working of this body. That's what He's called us to do. And again, I know that there's probably some different ideas concerning whether or not we should have a membership or not have a membership, but I believe according to the Scriptures, if we're going to be one body... huh? A body is made up, this one right here is made up of two ears, two eyes, a nose, two feet, two arms, two legs. And that's what you can see on the outside. I don't believe that God's going to send three arms. I, don't, I believe He's going to provide for this body what this body needs to accomplish what it needs to do. Now some bodies, listen, what do we call, what do we call someone that does not have one arm and maybe one leg what do we call them we call them handicapped do you reason you know the reason that we call them handicapped is because they're missing some of their limbs i want you to know there are many churches today operating handicapped because part of the body that god has provided for that group have not come on board and started operating so this is, this is what we're looking at. Part of the church at Corinth, this is exactly where they were. They were not operating in the area that God had called them to operate. Look with me. Turn back with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse number 3 for just a second, and a couple of verses to follow. Again, there's, there are three areas, primary, there's three primary areas in the Scripture, and I hope that you will take this, this paper that you've received and look at these three areas. Those three areas are the first key Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, 7 through 16, and Romans 12, 3 through 10. These are the primary areas in the Scripture that it talks about, the things that God has gifted us with. I really like this area right here in Romans chapter 12. Look in verse 3. It says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to God, hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Again, he mentions every man twice there. For as we have many members in one body, uh, I, I believe that when, again, I'm talking about church membership, I believe that bears example right there. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member, one of another. So we're all connected together. Verse number 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether it's prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth, with diligence, he that showeth mercy, with cheerfulness. Then it goes on, let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another. In other words, he's telling us then how to operate in these gifts in this one body. So when we begin to look at this, and again, I'm going to be asking you to take this list with you. It might be that you're going to be able to fill this out today. I hope you haven't taken time to fill it out while I'm preaching, but, I mean, there are quite a few areas here that, that are very vitally important to the ministry at Soda Baptist Church. Really, they are. But when, uh, when I look at this and, and see all of the different areas that are needed to, to be supported at Soda Baptist Church, I believe the Scripture bears out, I mean, over and over and over the things... That we're called to do as believers. Let me let me read a couple of scriptures. And again, these are scriptures that are, are on the screen and are here on your list. But look what it says here in in uh, Ephesians chapter four, verses fifteen and sixteen. It says, "But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him all things which is the head, of even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together." "...and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual work and the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love." you know what that just said? It said every single one of us are working together. And, and I want you to know the nerve that comes down from my spinal spinal cord, that comes down to my finger... If there's something not working in that, my fingers are not going to operate properly. We are fitly joined together to edify the body of Christ. Look in Romans 7 and 6. But now we are delivered... Oh, here it is. But now we are delivered from the law that being dead with wherein we were held, that we should... What's that word? Serve. In newness of spirit and not in the oldness of letter. Galatians five and thirteen says, For brethren you have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for the occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What what are good works? Service. Service to others. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. I like Second Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verse 16. This is one we're very familiar with. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness... "...that the man of God may be perfect." Now, I'm telling you, that, that word perfect kind of shakes me a little bit. But when you look that word up, what it means, that word means not to be perfect and sinless, but it means to be mature. Not to be childlike. In other words, God's Word is given to us, "...that the man of God may be mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works." I want you to know when we read God's word, we can tell exactly what he has called you and I to do for his service. For his service. The last one is 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 12. And basically what it's saying, it saying, listen, when the evildoers around you, they talk bad about you, our good works should be to the point that when someone speaks evil of our good work or our works that when they see our good works, it edifies and glorifies God. My prayer is that we as individuals do not live our lives with church as a part of our lives, but that we live our lives on a daily basis glorifying God because we are a part of the church, that we are a part of the body of Christ. Uh, Serving God shouldn't be a once a week thing. Serving God should be an every day, every moment, every hour thing. The Bible teaches us that we should pray without ceasing. Does that mean that we're going to to be praying all the time continually? It's 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 not necessarily that as much as it is The attitude of prayer. In other words, serving God should always be on our minds. When we're in Walmart, the way we respond when we walk by and knock off a jar of pickles, I want you to know there's going to be somebody there that's going to see how we respond. I want you to know the way we respond when that jar of pickle hits the ground and bursts should glorify God. Now does that make sense? It was just a jar of pickles. But the way we respond in every day, we should glorify God in it. And as we work as the body of Christ, if we are all part of the body of Christ, and and listen, I'm not saying that everyone in this room is a part of the body of Christ. Only if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross for your sins, you've asked Him to forgive you of your sins, and you believe that He rose three days later and He is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, If you don't believe those things, I'm telling you right now, you're not part of the body of Christ. Scripture tells us there's something that separates us. And to be a part of the body of Christ is to believe. That makes us a part of the body of Christ. I'm not saying everyone in this room is part of the body of Christ. But if you are the body of Christ, according to His Word, we are to serve. Tonight, we will look at the area of this gift of tongues. And the reason it's addressed here is because that gift was not being used properly. So we're going to look at that tonight. That's the reason the first Corinthians, the letter was written, because of some of these things. So this morning, I know, you know, this morning it seems like, wow, how are we supposed to respond? I mean, this morning it hasn't been a an invitation that's, that feels like, well, I just want to respond and give my heart to Christ, or, I, you know, I don't know whether to, how to come and pray this morning. I, I want you to know I have learned to trust the Holy Spirit, and if He directs me to preach a message towards involving ourselves in the gifts that God has given us, I trust Him that when I present it, that He has spoken to the hearts of the ones that are sitting in this congregation. And I believe... I believe He desires for some of us to respond to that. I'm not saying that necessarily to respond publicly, but it could be that this morning as as we see the Word of God and we all operate together as one and we are to be involved in ministry and every single one of us has been gifted in a certain area, it may be this morning that you've said, well, I just really don't know what my area of gifting is. I want you to know if we get in God's Word, you will discover that. Hey, I, I've got a lot of helps that maybe if you, if you come to me and say, Brother Wayne, I'm not sure. I want to serve because I see this morning the Scripture tells me I should be, but I'm not. How can I know what area? And, and I'm telling you, that we've, I've got a way to help you do that. So whatever it is this morning, I want you to know I desire, as the pastor at Soda Baptist Church, for Soda Baptist Church to be the brightest lighthouse it can be to this community. That is my desire, and I desire to help this church get to that point. So this morning, as we've looked at the needs of the church on our paper, and as we see how God has challenged us in His Word, consider these thoughts this morning. Let's stand together. Heavenly Father, I trust you this morning in the message that you have laid on my heart to present to Soda Baptist Church. I just pray that you'll use that this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll just lead us in the direction that we need to go. Father, as as we've listed down the ministries that Soda Baptist Church practices, I pray that you will convict our hearts. If there's some there that need to be there that are not there, I pray that you will lead us as a body of believers to put them on that list. God, if there's some there that we need to cut out, I pray that you'll lead us in that direction. And remove those from our ministries, God. I want to thank you for this time that you've given us this morning to be together and to dig into your Word. Pray that you'll be in this time of invitation. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You respond this. Morning.